Hello and welcome to Jam Presents, a podcast series by me, Mike Groves, and a good mate of mine, Jason Cripps. In this fifth series, we're heading to Camp Pleasant as we try to catch a murderer who just so happens to be a campmate in Killer Camp. Killer Camp, episode one. So a new series for us, following on from shows that all have a similar vibe, that murder mystery reality TV type thing, although this time it's a bit more focused on the reality than it is the murder mystery. Certainly a change of pace coming off the back of Murder Island, which was a fairly straight piece of fiction with detective work involved. This is the complete opposite, though I do reckon it's probably what we need on the wind down to Christmas. Something a bit more lighthearted that we can... um, Discuss, I think, is the polite way of putting what we might do about what we might do to this show. I should say, before we go any further, that for those of you listening, to watch along, Killer Camp is available to stream for free in the UK on ITV Player and in the US through the CW. In brief, Killer Camp is a show where 11 campmates, all of whom are the extreme stereotypes of the characters they're said to be portraying, taking part in games and activities throughout the week to try and earn as much money as they can, up to the grand total of £15,000. Let's talk about that for a start. Surely that's something you'd want to change. Like What, 15 grand? Yeah, especially as it's not a guaranteed 15 either. They've got to work towards it. I haven't even wrote that down. So I, I, I just dismiss that completely. <laughs> it's such a arbitrary like value. I'm sorry, yeah, oh, whatever. <laughs> like if, if they had a prize of, what was um, Murder in Sports Annex? Like th- uh, quarter of a million or something like that. And a car. And that was 20 years ago. Yeah, and a, and a Jeep Cherokee or something like that. Yeah, whatever yeah. whatever the cop was driving around town. But yeah, I, I just think that's one way that they could improve the show yeah, I'm, I'm not saying like 15 grand, a lot of money. Of course it is. But it could be more. Yeah, it seems like a lot of effort to go to to try and win £15,000. Yeah. Anyway, one by one, they will get plucked off by the killer. <laughs> that's <Okay. laughs> Plucked off, I said. Okay. Behave yourself. The twist is that one of the 11 campmates is the killer, trying to make the group fail in their games and activities in order to take their share of the £15,000. That that sounds familiar, doesn't it? It very much does. Oh, and the killer campmate takes their victims by using their killer assistant, Bruce, who is your typical horror movie baddie, who, if it wasn't for copyright, would have been called Jason. (laughs) Anyway, undoubtedly... As we go through this five-part series, we will call upon comparisons to any shows that we've covered in the past. So if you've not watched Murder in Small Town X, The Murder Game, Who Done It, or Murder Island before now, it might be worth going back now to do so. However, the one show in particular, and you touched upon it a minute ago, it sounded very familiar that one of them is a killer, is Who Done It. Killer Camp follows a very similar format. But it's a mix of Who Done It and The Mole. Yes. Because there's sabotage involved. Yeah. It's not just a straight up who is it. No. And, and also, um, I'm a celebrity in terms of the challenges. Who done it with the challenges to try and get clues? I think we'll talk about this later on because it's such a shotgun of every sort of popular game show <laughs> trope. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That, that it's a shotgun that misses every marker. Yeah. They should have focused on one or two rather than had everything, everything in there. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not going into this show completely blind as we have with all the others. I began to watch this when I was living in Oz. The premise ticked all the right boxes. The trailer looked reasonable and I was still playing Friday the 13th, the game at the time. But after 20 minutes of watching Killer Camp, I switched it off. This was a few years ago now. You know, we didn't have the podcast at the time. I wasn't familiar with any similar shows like this that we've now since covered. And whilst, yeah, maybe I wouldn't be recommending Killer Camp to my mum to watch, it does seem to be the perfect way to move on from Murder Island. That tongue-in-cheek goofiness 
you know, that's how I describe who done it anyway. And I think it's almost like from Murder Game we went to Who Done It, and now coming from Murder Island into this is it's probably a, the the right move. I guess it's Who Done It cross with I'm a celeb cross with the mole. I mean, what's not to like for a podcast that we do is probably probably perfect pitch, isn't it? Really, yeah. even though there's a lot that I don't necessarily like about the show. <laughs> I still really enjoyed it, though. I still found myself really, really enjoying it. It's like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. But as I say, if we didn't have the podcast, when we didn't have the you know, two years ago when I watched it, wasn't into it at all. But now I've got someone to talk to about it. Let's go. Yeah. We actually got a mixed reaction when we posted the promo pick um, of this podcast onto Twitter the other day. Uh, a few people were shocked that we'd go from Murder Island to Killer Camp. And I think we ought to address that now. These types of show are few and far between. We can't cover Murder Mystery Reality TV all of the time, hence the Ghostwatch Halloween special. The way we see it is if we can talk about something for half an hour or more, we'll make a podcast about it. It's as simple as that. You, you could pretty much talk about anything for half an hour or more <laughs> and provide 300 word notes or yeah. 3,000 word 3, notes. 3,000 words on any given topic. I might find myself repeating myself quite a lot. Ever mentioned who done it and I'm a celebrity yet? <laughs> so look, yeah, Killer Camp isn't going to win any awards anytime soon, but we're still buzzed to be chatting about it. And it's not just about what we love. We're not just going to be talking about the things we love, but also the things we loathe and everything in between. You know, I think there's so much to take from a show like this or certainly felt that way when I was watching it. We're going to look at each other in a minute and go, right, notes, haven't got any, move on, <laughs> episode two. Like you say, there's, there's so much I loved. There's so many things I loved about it. Yeah, and if this was pitched to you, if someone on, said... On paper. On, on paper, exactly. Yeah, yeah, take my money. Like, yeah. make it. It's almost just the execution didn't... You're right, they, they didn't land on any on any counts. It's like they thought, like, what audience do we want to aim this at? And someone said, everybody. Another thing is that we have no idea of the outcome of any of these episodes before we watch them. We're following them as we would have if they'd have been released one by one. We also have absolutely no idea who the killer is, so at the end of each podcast, we'll be putting forward our guesses and our reasons why. We'll also save any info that we obtain after watching the series for a bonus episode, if we do one. That's a big if as well. That's where we usually look at the IMDb ratings, see who took part, who made it, check the hashtag that keeps popping up on the screen throughout the show. We're also aware, big thing to point out, that season two of Killer Camp has been made. It was originally launched in the US back in October, but was taken off the air after just two episodes. We're not at all sure why this was, although some media outlets have suggested it's because of ratings. What? The, the 10 out of 10s? This is just too good for TV. You need to get this on pay-per-view. We need to, we've heard those Jam Presents guys are going to be doing a podcast, so we're going to hold it until it's available in the UK. Yeah. So a lot of people have complained, actually, saying, why don't they release it concurrently? Why don't they release it at the same time? Because if you're going to have buzz online about something, then why Especially wouldn't you? Especially something with a mystery involved. Yeah. Because you get spoiled straight away. Yeah, well, if it comes out on ITV too, then already the first two episodes are spoiled with the hashtag if you go searching for it now. Yeah. Anyway, for this series, we are purely focused on season one. And hopefully, by the time we finish it and by the time we get further down the road, season two will be available and it will be released in the UK. So we'll be able to uh, pick it up from there. But for now, only watch season one. Forget season two until it comes out proper. So like, on with the show, the first thing to point out is the soundtrack. It's mm. full on selling that 80s vibe. Talk about royalties. Yeah, yeah they, right. they went for it. Is this why the prize money is only 15 grand? Because it's, they paid so much out. Yeah. yeah to Huey is, Lewis and the news and everyone it, else. Is it like, because it's the proper versions as well. Yeah. I'm sure it is. And I'm, I'm sure within, I don't know, maybe up to the, the lake scene, which is about two minutes in, we're on to the third or fourth track of, this, yeah. of the episode. So uh, yeah, every, every song's a banger as well. It's, it's a really good soundtrack. I think that's because of our age. We're very nostalgic about the 80s. 
That's true. And 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 also, you know, the way we like our films and what we've grew up with, horror genre and slashers, and like the whole Camp Crystal Lake Friday the Thirteenth yeah. and the vibe they're going for is very familiar to us. Where where you think nowadays, I say nowadays, like I'm not old, you know, older than these people. But what are those horror films that they know of these slashers, but their horror movies are like Saul. That's what they brought yeah. up with, isn't yeah. it? I don't know if that's if there's some sort of disconnect there. Jim. Yeah, and I think maybe it missed the mark somewhat in that if it had been people our age, if it was if this was opposed to people between thirty and fifty, for example, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily get the Love Island fans or anything like that. You know that that appeal. It's going for sex appeal. Let's not you know beat around the bush. It's very much going for sex appeal. But if you were looking at going for people that were into those sorts of things, then I, I think it would have done a lot better, personally. Or done it slightly differently, rather than make it like this eighties. Because you're taking people back to the eighties when they weren't even born. The oldest yeah. person there is well, we didn't get everybody's age, but Carl was twenty nine. He's the oldest that we learnt his age. Perhaps Rob, the film geek, maybe you know one or two years older, but mm. still likely born very late eighties. Yeah, he's probably closest to our age compared to all the others, and that's why why he's so into it. Yeah, I, I think that was one of the first things that we. That did miss the mark, really. But also, like, we'll obviously, we get onto it is the fact that although it is this sort of Camp Crystal Lake, I, thought they, I think they call it Camp they call Pleasant. It Camp Pleasant, yeah. Um, this sort of you know vibe, it's still very fun, true, isn't it? True. You know? It's not and dark it, and no, no. And if they if they made it a little bit darker, maybe yeah. they would have had that more you know connection with it, authentic. Yeah, yeah. And that, and I think that's what goes for Murder in Small Town X is that they lived it, didn't they? That the, the mm. The, act, the actors, the contestants got into it. It was a really convincing play. But you can see with this, once the cameras are off, I can't imagine camp leader Bobby staying in character. I'm sure he's just getting drunk with them all at night, you know? Yeah. It, is, it is definitely different. And, and finds another accent he's very bad at. Well, so he's meant to be Canadian, I think. He's Canadian. But his accent, I don't know if he's trying Deep South or what, but very strange indeed it's crazy right anyway at the start yeah that, the... we we get them on the bus don't we the typical american sort of camp bus or school bus we're introduced to all 11 campmates so we've got i'll just run through these carl the tough guy 29 from essex i do you know before i even saw where he was from you knew like that a, he was 100 percent. they could yeah. not have they could not have a show without someone from essex in no you're right especially he, when he was gonna be the big buff one as well yeah he, he could have been on tally yeah Easily. He probably is. I don't watch yeah. it. <laughs> He's, he is the Mark Wright of the show, isn't he? Yeah. He's the only guy I know from Towie, but... <laughs> You've got Sean, the beauty queen, 25, fun, flirty, smarter than I look, so she says. You've got Rob, the film geek, from Devon, works in a cinema. You've got Jacques, or... Well, his name's Jacques, or something they, like that. They call him Jack. But they though. call him Jack. <laughs> so it's, not, it's like Jacques. It is. It's the French way of saying Jack, yeah. but we might end up calling him Jack because it's easier. But he's the Joker. He's only 22. Holly, the outsider, 19, a barista from York. Um, I thought it's a barrister initially, but no, she well, makes she, coffee. She's done well for herself. Someone's <laughs> earning. You've got Warren, the gym bunny, 26. Now, question, do they come up with these names themselves? I don't think they do. The producers have probably said, right, he's the gym bunny, but I wonder what a gym bunny. He'd be something a bit tougher than a bunny, right? Anyway, Eleanor, the diva, Sam, the vegan, I like how that's like defined someone. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's a vegan chef, but they just call him the vegan. <laughs> it's like, he's a chef. Yeah. 
He's like Michelin star rated chef. Are you a vegan? Yeah, I am. Well, that, no, that's, that's, that's your title now. <laughs> yeah. But I've won awards. No, what, for being a vegan? Because that's what you are. <laughs> You've got Nuri, the music nerd. She's a 23-year-old piano student from Bath. Rosie, the forensic nurse who works with high-profile criminals. And Fergal, the nice guy, a male nanny looking after five boys who I'm sure says something along the lines of nappies included, but I won't be taking anyone's shit. <laughs> I'm Fergal and I work as a male nanny looking after five boys, nappies and all, but that doesn't mean I'm going to take anyone's shit. <laughs> what? That's brilliant. What did you think about them being introduced into these like stereotypical teen roles? I, th- I liked it. I loved it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, did. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Because yeah. they they play them well as well. They've yeah. dressed them that way. And the only one that didn't fit was the, the vegan. I, there weren't many in the 80s. It doesn't really fit. You'd have to call him. He should have been like the eco-warrior or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, the hippie or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But then what, what I didn't like, and I, I, it's obviously just personal preference, I like the roles they, they, they took. But the fakeness of being on the school bus and like messing about and do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, how it's all cut. It, it's almost like grease or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They're, they're playing a role on there. It's yeah. like it's so rather than cringe. just being driven and they're all sat there with their backpacks yeah, wondering what yeah, the fuck's a, going on. Like with, the, with a Letterman jacket on it's, and like cheerleader and yeah, stuff. It's yeah. just instead it's yeah. It's all acted. <laughs> so within minutes of being introduced to them all, we we lose one on the water. And we said we'd be drawing comparisons to who done it. This is the first one. This reflects exactly what happens to Sherry in front of the fish tank. They were never destined to be in it. I don't think we ever learnt Sherry's sort of background, whether or not she was no. a contestant who got paid off or an actor or whatever. But we know for a fact Fergal, he was never destined to be on there for very long. And whatever they said to him at the start was, right, you're going to get on the last boat remaining or something. Then we're going to do some... Cause did you notice at the start, it was very much one of those, most of what happens next is true. There's like a disclaimer at the very is start. It? Yeah. It says 11 campmates came to Camp Pleasant or yada, yada, whatever it says. Most of what happens next is true. So they've obviously said there's a fucking lot of edits, <laughs> which they'd have to be. But as they're all racing across to meet Camp Counselor Bobby, they jump on their pedalos. Not sure how they got it so that Fergal was going to be on that exact one. He must have held back and... I, Whatever, don't don't want to go into it too much. We see Fergal struggling with his boat, and at the same time, we see Bruce. That's the first time we're introduced to this killer in the trees overlooking the lake. Huey Lewis and the News is playing over the top, and I've put again. I love the show for the soundtrack alone. I could just listen to it with my eyes closed, and I'd be happy. I bet there's a Spotify playlist. Ah, oh, there must be. I don't want to spoil it for myself, though. I'll get it at the end. Yeah, because it'd be like last track would be Killer Is or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We see Sean getting close to Carl already. And rather than just, she's straight on him, grabbing like his hand and putting it on her chest. You only known him a few minutes. My heart is like, honestly, feel it, feel it. So Bobby welcomes them uh, to Camp Pleasant. He talks to them and gets them to chant to Fergal. It's a bit cringe, wasn't it? Lazy little camper. What <laughs> on earth was that, man? Lazy little camper. Oh, wow. Lazy little camper. camper. But at least then we see Bruce push the detonator and Fergal's boat blow up. Which I thought, like, yeah, fair enough, you've got to start the show with a bang, a literal bang. Yeah. (laughs) I would have preferred, like, someone getting, like, sliced up or something. (laughs) 
yeah, by the big propellers on the back also, of the... Also, uh, just, you know, just a bit more, like, horror movie-ish. Not some masked man. It looks like he's got duct tape around his face. <laughs> Do you know what he reminds me of? This is very, like, niche Tra- uh, Time travel film. Um, time crimes? Oh, all day. All day. <laughs> that is him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That mask. They've used the same mask. But, yeah, I thought maybe, come on, you can't just stand there with a button to explode a boat but it is and yet it is. here we are here yeah. we are what's the the counselor's name bobby bobby mm. bobby's got an airpiece in yeah but why because he's pissed up half the time he can't remember <laughs> his lines that's why <laughs> he's literally hearing someone that's the accent the person's got yeah he's, coming through his ear. he's just copying the person yeah. who's talking to him so like, exactly <laughs> well, he's probably auditioned he's like they're like oh What's your skill? Well, if someone speaks to me, I can do the accent. If someone's speaking to me, it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> oh, dear. So, look, he explains to them in his strange accent uh, the premise of the show that one of the campmates is a killer and that another campmate is going to be killed tonight. If you put the murder to one side, it's my favourite place. He also tells them that they're going to love it most of the time. Again, right, sorry to cut in again. I've got a lot of views about this whole thing. Because this, this just seems to be like my... Like, obviously, Hugh Dunn, it was sort of the Cluedo murder mystery. Mm. But for horror movies... I love horror movies. And I feel like why, like this could have been done so much better. Because the fact that Bobby, like, refers to it as a killer camp. Yeah. And it's kind of like, why don't... why? At least, yes. No, I, I see what you're saying. Call, At it, least... call it the summer camp, Camp Pleasant. Camp Pleasant, yeah, yeah. Like, the, yeah, there is a story that, you know, one of them could be the, you know, something's happening, there is a killer. But just, I don't know, play along with it, not say, yeah, this is a killer camp, you're all going to die. Is yeah, here's the rules. Do you know what I mean? How about play it off as a camp and something's happening? At least with Who Done It, we had the contract that yeah that Giles had a had a had an explosive tag that if he walked off the grounds, he's going to blow up. Yeah, yeah. So he had to play along. I need a bit more lore. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, that happened. And Bobby's like, what the fuck's just happened? And mm. they panic for a little bit first. Yeah. And they, they turn around and there's like a big blood sign or something saying you're all hunted or like, yeah, saying like one of you's like, yeah. You Definitely. Know? And Bob, Bobby, Bobby's more of a facilitator to mm. it rather than a, oh, yeah, like this is the killer camp. If, if I knew it was killer camp, why, why am I even here? And <laughs> speaking of that, I'm sure that they're surprised by that. Yeah, because they all think, and I don't know how true this is, but they're we're under the impression that they all think that they signed up for a summer camp where they just go and flirt, have fun. Yeah. Well, they told this was Love Island, and then they ended up on a lake. killer camp. <laughs> so when he's when he's explaining to them the rules and whatnot, he tells them that if they can uncover the killer, they can win a share of fifteen thousand pound. And we don't know how many people can make it through to the end. The way he de- describes it is, oh, stay alive and you could win a share of 15 grand. But let's be honest, there's only one or two people taking home that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does go on to say, though, that if the killer stays undetected, they'll walk away with the cash. Your only way to escape is to win or die. At this point, you're like, can I not just get back on the pedalo and fuck off? <laughs> yeah. Back to the bus. Bruce is there pressing the button, but nothing's happening. <laughs> They go and unpack at their cabins and find out where they'll be living. When they're unpacking, was that the most... I mean, you have to go back and have a look. 
because my notes are just scrambled. Is it the most British thing you've ever heard? Why? What does one of them say? I'm sure it's Eleanor or someone just goes in and goes, look at all this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, look at this shit. (laughs) Then one of them after goes, oh, this is all proper vintage. That's like proper vintage. Who's getting the double bed? And I was thinking, like, what is the difference there between, because if I seen stuff from the 80s, I wouldn't call that vintage. I'd call that retro. Retro, yeah. Yeah, where anything sort of maybe 50s, 40s, maybe I'd call that vintage. But is that again showing their age? Possibly. Yeah. Oh, God. Does that mean? It's brilliant. Maybe we're vintage, mate. You are. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm older. Um, Yeah, look at all this shit. (laughs) We see their diary room style chats to camera where Nuri says she's nervous. I mean, you should be, knowing what comes. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. And Vegan Sam says he doesn't want to get too close to anyone and he will play his cards close to his chest. They've clearly put a double bed in here on purpose, haven't they? Like, all the beds are single beds with the exception of one double bed. Yeah. That's done intentionally. Oh, what's going to happen if we get 19 to 30-year-olds in a killer camp together? Oh, no, we've run out of single beds. Yeah, double (laughs) in there. I've got... um... Immediately, the guys start trying to take the tops off, don't they? Oh, Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You've got to show the muscles. You've got to show the muscles and tattoos. What's the point of having muscles and tattoos if you're not no. going to show them? No. Or having some sort of t-shirt or vest that doesn't fit you properly. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, I'm not sure who it is, starts talking about Fergal. And you might have this as one of the, probably the best lines in the whole show. Um, we only just knew the guy and then he gets blown. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I've put in my notes, but I think they might say, and he gets blown up. Up. But, and it's, but there a, is a, a delay. And I'm sure that's an edited delay or something. Yeah. Like, you might have to, before you put this in the podcast, you might have to go back and like Listen validate before, that because yeah. that's have been a few days. But the fact that I wrote it down, I must have been laughing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> this, this would have been at the time because they, they see his face on the board, don't they? With scratches and blood through it and everything like that. They've got yeah, the elimination board. It, yeah, yeah. And they say, no, he, he probably died because he was the geek. And I thought, well, that's harsh, isn't it? Yeah, considering Rob's still with you, come on. <laughs> yeah. I just got to know the guy and he gets blown into a million pieces. Also, someone goes, that's so freaky. <laughs> oh, or something yeah. like that. It's a weird one. I don't know if it's freaky or freaky. It, there's a weird freaky in there and I will cut that as well because... Oh my God, is it going to be an X? That is so freaky. Shortly followed by my favourite quote of the episode. I've got this as well. My head is scrambled egg. I actually thought, I'm art killer. And then I'm like, no, because no one's told me that I'm killer. Am I the killer? It's like the fact that she's just thinking, <laughs> is she the killer? Because her head is like scrambled egg. <laughs> so I've not mentioned it to this point because I wanted to keep it to the end because I want to see who you think is the killer. But Bruce. <laughs> It's obvious. <laughs> yeah, oh, that guy with the big detonator button that when he pressed it, the vote And the masking tape face. And the fact that he's called the killer Bruce. <laughs> and he comes from killer camp. I need more Bruce backstory. I'm not satisfied. Like, why is this? Why can't we see his face? So I think... Is it, I, is it mangled? I want to see his mangled face. I think, I think the backstory is something along the lines of on a particular Friday, I think the 13th of the month, he was at a, a camp. Yeah. Um, his mum let him go and... He drowned. Drowned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, no, that's the that's the that's the camp across the bay. Uh, yeah. That's Camp Crystal. Yeah. This was um 
what was it? Time crimes. <laughs> yeah, he's actually, that's, that's his that, backstory. He's, yeah, he's actually Bobby from the future coming back. <laughs> To stop and all, Bruce. And all, and all the time travelling is just messing with his face. Bobby is Bruce. Bobby is Bruce. Uh, if we find out in episode five, this show goes from like a five out of ten to a ten immediately. Yeah. But genuinely think, I think I know the killer. I, I, I honestly do. Is there evidence? Is there, is there like... Yeah. like and slang? I've got to mention his name now because... Oh, he just ruined it for me. So <laughs> now I'm thinking, right, okay, come on, come on then. Who do you think it is? Rob. I was going to say Rob. Yeah. The film geek. Yeah. 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 Because first off, Unless you really knew you were going on this show, that's a good moustache. Very true. But also, the fact that he's a film geek, someone mentions Freddy vs. Jason, he's like, oh, it's not a very good film. It's funny, but it's not very good. He, he called it a, ter- a terrible movie, actually. Oh, there you go. He actually says, I always wanted to be in a horror film. I love horror films. I've always wanted to be in one. And I felt if anyone can survive one, it's probably going to be me. And by saying that, surely that makes him somewhat suspicious immediately. Or is that too soon? Um, I'm not sure, but I'm, I know what you mean. Like, there's more tells throughout the episode, which I'll always oh, bring to your yeah. So the way I see from this point, the way I see the format, and I think this will be the same for majority of the episodes, perhaps not the last one, is that they have three tasks, each with a bit of talking in between, followed by an, an elimination at the end. Each task is for a different benefit. The first one is to earn cash. The second is to get clues as to the killer's identity, and the third is to gain immunity. Let's hope for the structure and editing of this podcast that that is the case for all the remaining episodes so they get on with the first activity which is for cash and it's called i carried a watermelon you will all be tied together at the waist in pairs (laughs) (laughs) you must learn to act and think as one like a mini human centipede I do quite like that they're not guaranteed the 15 grand, even though I do think it's a measly amount to spend some time away and then get a prize at the end. I Although I guess it's not like they have to work hard for their money, do they? So maybe it's not like Murder Island where they've got to solve a case. Yeah, it's all game shows. Yeah. You know, game Like game show challenges. But it's a horrible task to begin with. Uh, no, it's fantastic. <laughs> because not, I mean, having... Was it what watermelon juice? Yeah, in in up, a cut up, up watermelon, up, you've got to climb slip, up a muddy up a, slope, up a slip and slide. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you why this is so good, because the killer, it gets people talking about who the killer is. Yeah, that's true. But you, but the killer literally has not got to do a thing, because they will all self sabotage themselves without even knowing about it, and that's why it's the perfect thing because they're expecting the killer to sabotage the game. That's true. But, but the, the killer doesn't have to because it's that hard because everybody will slip, everybody will pull on each other, everybody will fall over, and that's why it's perfect. And I put, I don't think anyone stood out as being an obvious plant at this point. No, but for them, they will constantly keep doubting each other now. And they all did. Every little slip, it's like, oh, well, he tugged on me or she what, fell over what? more times. <laughs> I wish she tugged on me. Um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, so the killer doesn't have to do anything. Mm. Not. If it's and if it's something else like that shock horror one, we'll get to. Yeah, it becomes maybe a little bit more. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. Pinpointy. There's a little bit. That's quite an interesting one that we'll, we'll move I, on. Do you to. know? After this, my note says, after the slip and slide, I literally said slip and slide. Killer doesn't need to do anything because they self sabotage. Yeah. Next note: skinny guy's the killer. And skinny guy being Rob, right? Mm. Yeah. We've heard already Freddy versus Jason. We've also got platoon and human centipede. 
um, references oh. from Bobby. There are so many film references that, that they'll come out with. It'd be good if they did, like, each each one was referenced to, like, an older horror film. Oh, that'd be great as well. Yeah. Even Something. Saw. Put some things in there where you've yeah, got to yeah, put yeah. your hand into boxes with, like, scorpions or hypodermic needles. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Jesus Christ. At the end of the task of the three grand they had on offer... They managed to earn eleven fifty, meaning the killer earned what, eighteen. Eleven pound fifty. Eleven eleven pound fifty. <laughs> no. Won't even cover the watermelons, that won't. <laughs> what what was that actually on the slip and slide? It looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably just shit. Yeah. After the task they break off into little groups. Jacques Jack said that he has Jack. a soft <laughs> Jack has a soft spot for Sam. I feel like he's my dad. And then thankfully, within a second or two, he clears it up by saying, He's not though. <laughs> Just in case people are Just in case people on TV are thinking, oh. Got a proper soft spot for Sam. I feel like he's my dad, um, but he's not. And quite a few of them just suggest it's Eleanor because she um, could be the killer through some of her actions. Did she fall over more times than other people? I guess she was on Craig, who's clearly the loudmouth, so perhaps mm. it's more of his influence. Back at the lodge, we see Carl getting a foot massage from Sean. Rosie telling the group that she works with some of the toughest criminals... And these guys think it's Eleanor too. No more to say on that, really. No, but he's, he's, he's like, oh, my foot hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I mean, he's going to work up his body, isn't he? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my yeah. lower back. <laughs> oh, my dick. <laughs> Sprained it. <laughs> Carrying all that watermelon. Um... <laughs> so the, uh, the second activity is to obtain clues as to the killer's identity. Shock horror, I think this one's called. The winning team here get five clues. Each team has to build a tower, but they're all wired up to a shock device strapped to their arms. Both Jacques and Rob have levers that, when pulled at the right time, will deliver a shock to the opposing team. Is that the right time being, do they? does it charge up? Yeah, you have to wait, okay, and then because, you can leave yeah. it. You, yeah, you, you have a control once you've got a I would literally be like, it'd be relentless. Yeah, no, there's there's like a 10-second build-up or something of charge. Before human, can, is that human rights, is it? <laughs> It's you probably, can't just keep, there's you probably can't a limit, shot. yeah. Yeah. The human body can take. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's not the greatest challenge to watch on TV, but it's more exciting than them just tossing a coin for answers, isn't it? That's so true, true. you know they've they've put some effort into it. What does um obviously building a tower like that? What what game does that remind you of? Building a tower like that. Yeah, like a famous. Well, rever- reverse Jenga, isn't it? Oh, it's not Jenga then. <laughs> no, no one says that, do they? They do. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, Jeng- this is like Jenga. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Jenga. <laughs> oh dear me! Again, again, this is this is me watching it at midnight. They could have easily said Jenga. <laughs> I'm just like, just Bobby's accent, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> it's very authentic Canadian accent. Jenga, Jenga, Jenga. So here's the thing, then, for this, in that, in terms of sabotage, right, doesn't matter because this isn't for cash anymore. This is for clues. So, as the killer, it doesn't matter which team wins. If you're the killer in either of one of those teams, you're not doing it to get cash. You might be doing it to get clues. So, I guess if you get a clue, you can give. Because the, the the point is, of the five clues they get, each person in the team gets one clue each, don't they? Yeah. And if the killer is in that particular team, which all right, we think it is, so we think it's Rob, for example. So he got a clue, but he lied in his clue. But if you aren't the killer, no, sorry, if you are the killer, but you didn't win that then I guess the only reason you're playing for that is the killer, as the killer is to sabotage it, is so that your team... Do you get what I'm saying? I know I'm saying it a bit... It's pointless, basically. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. 
other than you might be able to do one lie amongst four truths. So there's not that much to gain from being yeah. good at that. So when they're pointing the finger at Jacques and saying, oh, I'm not sure he's pulling that trigger at the right time. Cut, fuck off. You can't, that, no, it, that's mm. rubbish. Yeah, he because was, he's not, not the, uh, people are going to win either way, either yeah. your team or yeah. the other team. So, so people one are team get gets four real and one fake. Yeah. Or the other team gets five real. So I guess the, for, as the killer, you only want to do it so that you can lie to them. But yeah. it didn't mean as much as getting 1850 in cash, did it? So we see them in the what we call what the diary room counsellor's office talking to the camera. Yeah. And they get their clues. Yeah. And then it, so you see them go get their clues. Then it cuts to them talking to each other and, and sharing their clues. Yes. But do we know if they're lying about their clues? No. The way it was described was... You can share if you want to, but you don't have to. Yeah. But the killer will always lie. Okay. That's not to say that others aren't lying. So no, that's what I mean. That's because that's what I was thinking. Why don't they show us privately what they had? Even a brief. We would then know if one of them was the killer. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. But then. that's still yeah. If you were in there, there's nothing stopping you from thinking I'll fuck them up a little bit because you've then got that knowledge. If you know, for example, their favorite food was. Thai food, which was one of the clues, then you'd say... Which, which seems to be Ephraim's favourite food. Well, this is... So, Warren goes first. He says the killer used to collect stamps. Yeah, that looks like Rob. Um, forgive me. Um, <laughs> uh, Eleanor, the killer's favourite subject at school was art. Queen looks like Rob. Does Rob look like the Queen? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's always stood with his head to the side like that. Yeah, with a crane on. <laughs> so, Eleanor said the favourite subject at school was art. That could be... Genuinely, yeah. a- anyone, yeah. Sam, the killer's guilty pleasure is Avril Lavigne, to which Carl asks, oh. who's Avril Lavigne? Don't act cool, mate. Uh, the guilty pleasure of the killer was Avril Lavigne. Who's Avril Lavigne? I had to think one of the songs, but I think it's Skater Boy. You know who Avril Lavigne is. Everyone knows who Avril Lavigne Every, is. Like, don't try and act cool. Do you think he's acting cool? Yeah, uh, who's that? I only listen to cool bands. Do you, think he, do you think he honestly doesn't know who she is? No, I think he's pretending that he doesn't know who she is. Sure. To be cool. Because I've put that down in, like, what, like, what is going on? Yeah. Everyone knows Avril Lavigne. Everyone knows Avril Lavigne. You're cool if you do know Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Rob says the killer's favourite food is Thai food, to which Sam says, that's mine. And then Rob says, yeah, I heard Sam and Warren say that their favourite food was Thai food. Surely the killer would say what he's heard someone else. Cause- yeah, but also, if he said, he says, oh, I've heard them say it, I don't come up to people, say my name and say, my favourite food is this. Should we try it now? I'm not going to tell you what my favourite food is. Just in case you go on one of these shows and end up as the killer. And, and, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's Thai food. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's everybody's favourite food. Yeah, every, everybody's. But no, I, I honestly think I honestly think that he says Thai food because he's learned earlier in the day. So they probably all talking about it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just he's just lying. And he's to clocked it. onto it. And the card might have said the killer's favorite food is whatever his favorite. Or you're the killer, so just make something up. So he's gone. The killer's favorite food is Thai food, knowing that two other people now are suspicious. Mm-hmm. Might be completely wrong, but I think that's maybe, another. Maybe, maybe we're looking far too into it. We might be. We might be. Perhaps one of the killers is one of those two people. I did think the fact that obviously we said about Avril Lavigne, but then Danny DeVito. Yeah, the killer's favorite celebrity is Danny DeVito. 100% that's Rob. If Rob's that into movies and he's the one that fits in terms of age, that's not a 19, that's not, oh, maybe. But also. Maybe if, Holly. Oh. Yeah, but then also like Danny DeVito, he has done some good movies. He's done some great movies. But what, what good TV has he done? Always Sunny. Exactly. 
And that looks like a Rob sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Doesn't it? Yeah, all day. I think, though, at the end of all this, Warren might be on to Rob. I genuinely think Warren might know because he intentionally looks his way and he says, sounds like a right weapon. <laughs> Easy. Sounds, sounds like a right weapon. Campers are once again called, this time, to the final task, the battle for immunity, which takes place on the lake. A nod to Jason here again, as Bobby says, They're a really good group, Mommy. Do we have to hurt them? To the photograph on top of the fireplace. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. This task is an absolute piss take. <laughs> yeah. Because if, like, surely someone would have thought, shall we make this fair? And then they're like, nah. Nah, because, just... Because let them just pick their own inflatables. So someone's got, like, one they physically cannot see in front of them. <laughs> Because the beak of this swan is so massive. Yeah. And then someone else has got this tiniest... Other's got like a snake or something, which yeah. is like teeny. So, yeah. So it's like, he's just pure muscle running around with the smallest inflatable. But also, I guess it's the... this. I'm hoping that these games change somewhat, because I'd want to see some that... Oh, they're not doing the same ones every week, mate. I think they... I don't... <laughs> Watermelons I don't... part two. <laughs> You're going downhill this time. <laughs> The shock, you'll be in shock permanently until you pull the lever and then you're not shocked. Yeah. But no, what, what I'm saying is I hope that it's not just all down to like strength and brute force because the men had a massive advantage in this yeah. challenge. And I think that the next one I'd like to see brains rather than it being brawn because mm -hmm. I think Carl might struggle a bit. Anyway, we, have, we see them with their inflatables. We see one of them get injured. Eleanor bails immediately. She's straight off. A few of them actually just fall well, straight I, off, I, don't I think, they? I think that's straight off though isn't from lack of trying it's just because the you have to really hit this you there's like a, such a sweet spot in those in those um buoyancy yeah. platforms if you if step you don't on the edge it, you're gone now you're gonna absolutely yeah. it's basically a tame version of squid game isn't it i can't remember that in squid game <laughs> you don't remember the inflatables the acid is the water yeah yeah <laughs> Warren went on to win the first group, then Sam wins in the second after it looked like he was dead and gone already. He was out, wasn't he? But it came back from the dead. We also get a bit of drama when Sean cuts a leg open. Anyway, Warren faces off with Sam in the final battle and Warren wins to claim immunity. He's also given a free pass to, to give to someone else. I know we don't get to see their relationships off camera mm. and he's said to be building a bromance with Carl and that's why he chose him. The person that I'm going to pick for immunity, Bobby, is... Carl. Although, I thought the easier way would have either pick Sean because she's just cut her leg open, or pick Sam, because he's the other finalist. But instead he wanted to go with Carl. Was that one of those, I'm going to pick the other tough guy that goes down the gym and I'm going to be his mate? I think thing? so, because I think in your head you're like, right... Nine out of ten of these games, he's going to be probably pretty good at because yeah. of his strength, strength and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and to have someone maybe like second guess whether he's he should do something. Probably already like, popular within the group as well. Yeah, yeah, and like he's in your pocket a little bit then as well. Yeah, you're almost yeah. owed one, aren't you? Mm. Is it Warren that does a little bit of a uh, breakdance on the platform? Oh, is he's like Tekken character or something? Yeah, it's like um, Eddie Gordo. <laughs> yeah. I think you can you can probably cut that Eddie Gordo. Don't cut it. I've just, I've just done it. Yeah, you've done it now. That's perfect. That's perfect. Anyway, there's a bit more chat before they go on to the final area for elimination. Rob tells Eleanor about her being everyone's number one choice for the killer. And I think that might be a bit of sabotage by Rob. He's like, oh, I've got to put people off the scent, so I'm going to lay some 
I can't wait for Rob to die in the second episode. Now. Yeah, like, first person to go. Or he's like, oh, Rob's had to go home because he's sick. <laughs> if, 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 if he does go the second episode, then episode one, I do think, is tailored for you as the audience to think it's him. 100%. Like, yeah, if, if that's the case. Like, if it's not him, and yeah, then he goes, then it is just purely because everybody watching now is going, Rob, definitely yeah, Rob. Yeah, and they're like, right, we'll cut Rob's second episode. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened in Murder Island. When you think Dot and Rocks are having a smashing time, you know, oh, finally they're coming out of their shell, they're doing really well, and then they get axed. Finally, we get to the campfire where we will find out their fate. We hear the Force ghosts. I mean, well, technically they're not dead yet, so it's more like we're hearing their thoughts as they're sat around the campfire. And Bobby gives Warren and Carl their Camp Pleasant immunity woggles. Oh, I know. What's this woggle? Well... This is interesting because I always thought it was a neckerchief and the woggle was the little bit of leather that goes round the Yeah, I thought that as well. Thing. But, you know, he's given them... Maybe that is the immunity woggle, but obviously you can't just give them a piece of leather. So he's given them the... You could give them, you could give them something better, couldn't you? You don't need to give them anything at all. You just need to say, you guys are safe from the elimination because we're only sat here for five minutes having a chat and then two people are going to fuck off. It's not going to be you two. <laughs> Simple as. Yeah, that's true. But as part of the showmanship, you could give them something better than that. Yeah, and like, you, you, I know, you could. like um, camp counselor jackets or something like that, or machete or something. What's oh, right, I've got wrote down mystery tea. Yes, so Rob, uh, at one point, he, he this is before this is before the um, this is before the final vote, but but Rob at some point he goes, oh, I've, I've got a mystery tea here, and she sniffs it. She's like, yeah, it smells like lemon. <laughs> I've just made a mystery tea, and I have no idea. Oh my god, what? Lemon. That smells so good. It smells pink. Ah, uh, okay. I didn't know, obviously, where I've wrote it, but I must I must have thought, like, he's found it. Not the fact that he's brewed it, and he knows <laughs> and he knows what it is, and he's like, oh, who wants this mystery tea? It's more <laughs> the fact, like, he's found something and just thought, I've, this is mystery. <laughs> does anyone want to gamble your life? <laughs> on this liquid that I just found <laughs> that was mystery, left off set back there. On this mystery tea. Could be bleach. <laughs> yeah. Cool, that makes more sense though. We uh what no, what does make me laugh next, once they've got their immunity woggles and whatnot, Carl gives absolutely no emotion when Warren's really talking him up. Warren's giving all this bro speech and all this. And then Carl's just there, just staring. <laughs> all right, mate. We learn that the killer has selected two campers to go on a special nighttime experience. Hey up. Explain that to me. Explain that to you. Yeah. How the killer is picked. Yeah. I genuinely don't know, and I think that's another thing about the show is bullshit. That's what it is. That's you bullshit. There's no vote. Yeah, it's not, no, there isn't. On, it's not done on performance. knowledge test or anything like that. Knowledge no. test no. performance that we know of. That we know of. Yeah, but if it's part of it, it should be on there because it just makes because because then it makes you think. Even if we don't see the results until now, it makes you think. Oh, who's in the bottom two? Who's in the yeah. bottom two? And yeah. that should be the driving force throughout the season who's in the bottom two instead of it just being it's being two people names out of the hat like it's not fair no is it you know i agree i agree when when he picked these two or the killers picked these two why though why yeah no i i wish we i wish we knew i wish we knew like you got immunity from what your name getting picked out of a hat i don't know it didn't it didn't sit right with me imagine if you're the worst person but on that last challenge they're like you can win immunity and you you just you have to win, otherwise you're going to be off. If you if you win that, then and then like oh my god, hang on, Mike's just won immunity. He was the he was obviously going to be the bottom one. Like, yeah. Now 
who at the pecking orders drop down. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And just gives it that bit more like definitely um, competitiveness against Who's each other. Who's fighting for survival at this? Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe there is some underlying, but why aren't they showing us? Maybe why? they've only just realised that in season two of Killer the Camp, being like, this doesn't really work. Why are we just picking names of a hat? Right, well, can't, right, stop here. Hang on, we're refilming. We're going to refill. Three onwards. <laughs> Phone up the winner and be like, look, you haven't won because we've actually rewritten it to make yeah. it look a bit better. Yeah. So anyway, well, that, that really got my goat. I know no, I, I, then. I agree entirely because the killer chooses Elna and Nuri. Now, if it was because of their performance, if it was because they done the worst on the watermelon task, if they, mm-hmm. whatever it may have been, fine. Or if they were getting too close to the killer's identity or not close enough, whatever it may be. Yeah, maybe they, maybe, yeah, I don't know. These, this comes back to what we said, like other shows missed, but Murder in Small Town X being like, the the group votes on not who's not putting their weight yeah. and those bottom two or the ones voted for then go off to face the killer's killer's um, game yeah the killer's game and this is basically what happened the killer it's, it's either like the left pass uh, or the right pass yep and it is then a coin flip but yeah. you have to be in the bottom two to get in, be in that situation where it is a coin flip yeah but how do they decide we just don't know which no is no and I think slightly infuriating it is infuriating because I think unless there's a, a, a genuine reason that they're, how they're deciding, you could lose some good characters from from this. I mean, when you watch these shows, you you latch on to certain characters. We mm. did with Murder and Spawn and X mm. with Angel. Um, you latch on to these characters and be like, I really want you to do well. Yeah. Now, if you know that they could just go to around a fire and your favourite person could be just going... Why, is, why are you going to be invested in that person? No. There's no reason why to. No, that's true. And that's also why... I, well, I, I do have a favourite. We'll get on to that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Mystery Tea. No, no, no. Woggles. And yeah, I said, so, how's the killer selected? This is a fucking joke. <laughs> yeah. They they go on their moonlit Segway tour through the woods and it screams who done it in Murder in Small Town X where two potential victims are going to go down separate paths and meet their grisly fate. As they leave... Bobby narrates the story as we see it unfold. Oh, it's superb, isn't it? This bit. I, you know, I really like this. And the they, fact he was narrating it as a just a, a camp a story. campfire story. But but then you obviously saw it. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. We can't have a campfire without a scary story, right? No, let's hear it. Scariest one you got? Oh, I've got one for you. <laughs> he does say that Bruce puts out a line of razor wire. That's only barbed wire. That's not taking anyone's head off. We'll let him off. There's a lot of suspense as we wait to see who was decapitated by the wire. And then we see the funniest part of the entire show where Nuri's head is taken clean off as she continues to ride along on the Segway with blood pissing out everywhere. A really welcome surprise. Because again, like I didn't expect I didn't expect to see it. And then it's so over the top and so 80s and yeah, so sort of genre specific. I was like, love it. The body's still going, blood coming out of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Blood started from their neck hole. Like ketchup being squeezed by a fat child. This whole Nuri going, I've literally got like, sorry, future J3 this night. It's go- like, it's going to be Nuri that's going to die mm. because. There was so much speculation around Eleanor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Already. Definitely. So for her to come back, it just, it just doubles down on the speculation. And some of them be thinking, did she just send herself for this first time? Exactly. Yeah. And why did she come back? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So as soon as it was them two, I thought, right, Eleanor's definitely coming back. Although I don't think she's the killer, she's definitely coming back. Mm. 
because it creates this this um, intrinsic conspiracy within the team. That's like not conspiracy, you know, what I mean this speculation of the Definitely. fact that everyone everyone's starting to start thinking, oh, it's Eleanor, it's Eleanor. Yeah. And what, what we got to think of now is, does Rob start jumping on that bandwagon? Because yeah. as soon as Rob starts, I think probing, I think he already had as well in the last. I don't episode. think I, I I don't think it's Eleanor. I don't think it's no, Eleanor nor me, nor me. I just nor think me. she's because the, the reasons were the fact that she was laughing when um. What was his name? Yeah, when Fergal. when Fergal exploded. But that's nervous laughter. And also, you're on a game show dressed up. It's hilarious. That's funny, man. You've just seen yeah. someone blow up. Yeah. yeah. And she just seems a bit more quirky. Like her personality just seems a bit more quirky. Mm. Um, and I think it's yeah, it's bullshit reasons to think that she's the killer. But because everybody's going for it now, if Rob starts sort of laying it on thick with other people saying, Oh, she's she's playing up a bit, or yeah, yeah definitely Rob. I agree. Also, also, sorry, carry on again. No, it's just that Eleanor then returns to camp and we find out that Nuri is the one that's been killed and we're reminded that one of the campmates ordered Bruce to do it. We do get to see next time, but I'm not going to go into that because we're going to be watching it soon enough anyway. Yeah, they um when they're on the segways going towards the razor wire. Yeah. The theme tune, it was in my head. Like, you know the theme tune? It's like this build-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, where's that from? Where's that from? I finally got it. Oh. From 28 Days Later. Really? Yeah, another good horror film. Yeah, yeah brilliant. And that's yeah. so they've just ripped the music. Yeah, it's that. When you hear it, you'll know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's oh. that build up um, from 20 Days Later. Nice. So at the end of every episode, we always need to ask a few questions. Who's going to be killed next? Now, before you answer that, can we assume that a double elimination is going to happen every episode since there are still nine campmates left and only four episodes left? Obviously, it will come down to immunity and things like that. But you know you said about keeping Eleanor in this time for yeah, yeah. those purposes. It wouldn't surprise me if she goes at the end of the next episode. Do you know, I was, I was literally about to say that now, yeah. Because, again, it plays, this is it, it plays into that, they all pile on the pressure with Eleanor. Yeah. So they all think, oh, Eleanor's a killer, Eleanor's a killer. Then she'll go out again. Yeah. She won't come back and they'll be like, mind blown. Yeah. Oh my God, actually, it's one of us who 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 I've been talking to, who I've been conversing with about Eleanor. But yeah. I still think, like you say, discussing with you, I still think Rob's, Rob's the killer. Yeah. Who uh, who will make it through to the final few? I worry that it might come become quite male dominant and we'll lose quite a few of the girls early on. Although, again, we don't know how it's picked. I think the final, maybe the final three, won't it? Yeah, two or three, I think, yeah. I, I can see Warren in the final. Just because of his Eddie Gordo moves. I can see um, Foot Massage Woman in the final. Sean. Sean. Yeah. And then let's just say Rob. Yeah, yeah, because Rob will be, yeah, of course. See, I would really like Holly to stay because she's not your typical bimbo like all the rest of them not all oh. of them but yeah, she's I mean, she's different isn't she she's called the outsider which i love just because she's got she's not blonde and and she's not sassy like the others yeah so they've gone oh you're an outsider yeah. where real life she's not an outsider <laughs> at all so we've mentioned that the killer we think it's rob immediately jumped on him due to his love of films basically being one big horror movie re-enactment. is that is that again is that just are they yeah. forcing us to, to think of that yeah but then watching him throughout the episodes with his reactions to certain comments, we predicted the killer very early on in Who Done It. Have we done it again? I don't. I want to say yes. It'd be amazing. Not, it? Do you know, weirdly, I'm not as confident in Who Done It. When I saw Chris, 
Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. I immediately thought it was her. And then every episode just began to confirm that, didn't it? The way she was acting. Yeah, and what did you call it? What was it called? Something bias. Con- confirmation. And that's what I've got. Is it confirmation bias? Because it could be that we've seen, we've immediately gone, oh, it's Rob. I bet if we, we watched the episode thinking, oh, it's Eleanor, and then watched her playback, maybe we'd, we'd jump on her as well. Although they said that quite a lot, and I still couldn't see it. So mm, mm. either the editors have done a very good job at making us think that it's Rob, or he might go on to win it. Who knows? True, true. So as a round up then, what did you think generally about it? Um, as, a, as a show, not as an episode, let's say. So as a show, love the concept. I think on paper, it's brilliant. I think there's a lot of improvements that could be made and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it does compare or how season two does compare when we finally get around to watching it. It does disappoint massively. When I first heard about it and saw it and when I first heard about it, read about it, I, yeah, updated my VPN, paid money (laughs) when I was living in Australia to try and watch this. And then it came round and I was really disappointed. But for us to talk about... I'm genuinely hyped for the next... I can't wait for the next episode. But it's because we talk rubbish like this. I yeah, think. Of course it you is. I mean? Of course no. it is. And I also want to know if I'm right. Yeah. Now, yeah, now I've picked yeah, a winner. Yeah, yeah. But I could, like, like, I'm with you. I don't think or I could a killer. Sit, I've not picked a winner. I don't think I could sit and watch this on my own. Do you mean? No, I no. think it's too much stuff would annoy me. Yeah. Um, like I said, near the start, I think they looked at all popular uh, game shows or reality shows and tried to fill every audience's yeah, expectations. Definitely. So you've got like the Love Island stuff with all the young ones and also that they are sort of sort of pushed together quite a bit. Mm. Um the games, the games are weak. You know what I mean? And like they are meant to be a bit more um, the stacking know. of the the Jenga Jenga as they called it. Um I, it was it was boring. I don't like I mean yeah I I don't know whether it would just been better of as as a sort of who who done it ish sort of you know someone dies and they have to investigate something or you know what I mean or maybe or, or you know I don't know I think there's there's a better games out there. I I yeah I also think though is that it stole a lot of the ideas or a lot of it was inspired by those uh, I'm a celebrity type events. Yeah, yeah. But when it's uh, celebrities, it's funny seeing. Hmm. Paul chuckle fall down some stairs and get electrocuted. Yeah, exactly. Or or seeing you know people that apply for it that you've previously seen on TV mm. and then get an RC or aggro over something minor. You think that's really funny. Yeah. When it's unknowns, I don't care for them falling over. Maybe by the end of the series we will, but it just it, you're right. I think it almost hit ten percent of the mark for every um, every audience, but it didn't hone in on one. And if it was to it could be a significantly better show. If they yeah, turned around and said, we want to appeal to 30 plus, or we want to appeal to 18 to 25s, whatever you want, that's fine. But it didn't do that. No, all. because like, I don't mind having, having the younger um, contestants in a 80 slasher environment. Yeah. But then they had to play a bit more serious, I think. Yeah. And, you know, these games like that, the Jenga game and, and the Watermelon game, have it more of a, have a as a camp atmosphere. Why don't they? Why aren't they in like kayaks getting balloons from the lake or something? Do you know what I mean something that like if you think of the mole? Yeah, that, essentially that's what it is. There needs to yeah, be you're right. It is it someone is. to sabotage a game. If you think yeah. of a mole, not once did they stack bricks getting electrocuted. 
Do you mean? No. There, there is games you can do where, where the opportunity can arise for someone to be slower. Even the fact that it's a camp, you've got ropes courses, you've got zip wires, you've exactly, got tunnels, yeah. you've got yeah, like, um, buried alive or anything. Someone any, can go up, a, go, go up get trees. Get over and stuff. But, exactly. Yeah. Imagine if someone goes up and it's a race across like treetops. Someone will be... One or two of them are shitting themselves. Yes. And the killer's going to killer. pretend to shit themselves. Exactly. To You're, absolutely right. You You're absolutely right. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this forced. I mean, who done like, it? They had snakes. Yeah, fear yeah. of snakes. But we've only seen one episode so far. No, no, that's true. Maybe just, it will uh, change. It just, it just feels like the, the, the games let it down quite a bit because it seems like party games rather than camp killer camp, camp games. Game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, love the eighty slasher vibe. Mm. I think that brings something like really new to it. Um. The fact that it is, you know pretty much the mole but for a younger audience the killer the fact that he's called bruce it's hilarious i just yeah, massively just a miss it's just miss potential yeah i am like i am excited to watch the rest but also just very disappointed that this could have been something because even like yeah just even like the font and the, the killer looks good yeah the idea of it looks good the backstory of the killer is awful but like i mean there's little things that just let it down yeah, and it's, it's a cumulative effect of little things, negative things. Yeah, which is which is strange because when we watched like Murder in Small Town X, we were like all in on that, and I guess we went into that completely. We were spoiled almost by watching that first, weren't we? But mm. there's not a lot that you'd change about that. There's not yeah, a lot that you take from it. Mm. Granted, I know like eighties eighties horror, especially like slasher camp stuff, is is very theatrical and you know I mean over the top. Um, but Bobby is a counselor, like. I feel like he needs to play it a lot more straight. Do you know what I mean? Mm, definitely. And it's very, you know, it's just a lot. It's just it's very. It's a parody. It's a parody. Yeah, isn't it's it? a parody. It is he, a parody. He shouldn't be. But like, you know? it would be fine if it was a parody if the whole thing was built for laughs and all that sort of thing. Mm. But it, again, it doesn't quite do that either. So, yeah. What you're saying is, let us write season three. Yeah. And then we'll get sued by everyone. Do you know what would even be better? <laughs> Evil Dead will come for us. Dawn of the Dead will come for us. Everybody's just yeah. going to be like, no. Imagine if season two is 90s. Ooh. Like 90s horror. And you've got Scream in there and things like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good on it. Mm. But then that would mean season three is taking us up towards like paranormal activity and things like that. All, all set in one house and on CCTV and stuff. That's true. Although the Blair Witch element in in season uh, in season two would be good if it was nineties. I don't think it is. I think it follows the same thing, but I think it's American contestants in season two. Oh, is it? I think so. Yeah. But anyway, that's all we've got for this episode. Until we visit Killer Camp again for episode two. That was quite difficult, actually. My head's all scrambled egg. Go, go and play some Jenga. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for another episode of Killer Camp. In the meantime, visit jasonandmike.com for more podcasts and videos, or come and say hello on Twitter. We're at Presents Jam. <laughs>